subject of gratitude. <clears throat> Amen. We are still discussing the subject of gratitude. I don't know if you can remember what we studied last week. Please sit down. Yes. Okay. Let me hear you. Ways of showing gratitude, okay? Any other person? So I'm going to ask us a question. Why is gratitude so important? Let's start with that today. Today we're talking about the keys to gratitude. The keys to gratitude. But I'm asking you a question now. Why is gratitude so important? I need people to answer. Where is the microphone? Somebody should get the microphone down so that people can answer. Why is gratitude so important? Can somebody help me? Why is gratitude so important? Yes. Gratitude is important because it helps us know things. It helps us know things. Okay, thank you, Chimdi. Yes. Gratitude is important. Because it helps us to go closer to God, like to thank God for what He has done for us. Good, very good. Gratitude makes us closer to God. Is that correct? Eh? Gratitude helps us know, Tim decided that gratitude helps us know things around us to be grateful to God for. That's good. And, uh, um, Kerstin said, Gratitude helps us get closer to God. That is very, very good. Because the more you recognize the things that God has provided for you, what happens? You are closer to God. Is that correct? The more you can recognize how God, how beautiful God is, how marvelous, how good God is to you, the more you are closer to God. The more you are closer to God. So, any other person, why is gratitude so important? Yes. If we show gratitude, it helps us make others that do for us because of our thanksgiving. Good, good. So when we show gratitude, it shows that we appreciate what we have. All right. So when we show gratitude, it it shows that we appreciate what we have, and because we appreciate what we have, what happens? We receive more. Okay? 
People who are grateful for what they have, they receive more. But people who are not grateful for what they have, what will happen to them? What they have shall be taken. The Bible says, he that thinks, just like uh, Pastor Sylvester said, he that thinks that he has not, even what he has will be what? Will be taken away from you. So, anytime you begin to complain, anytime you begin to feel like you don't have enough, what the Bible is saying is that what, even what you have, because you did not recognize, because you did not acknowledge what you have, even that thing you have will be what? Will be taken away from you. So if we don't want what we have to be taken away from us, what do we do? We have to be grateful. Praise God. We have to be grateful. So today we'll be looking at what is the key to gratitude. What are the keys to gratitude? You can see... Let me give you an example. You know, that you can have two people now who are receiving the same salary. Hmm? They are earning, let's say they are earning 100,000. Each of them are earning 100,000. But you find out that one is more happier than the other one. If you check most times, it's because one is grateful and the other one is not. Are you, are you listening to me now? And when you are not grateful, what you are telling God is that God is not fair to you. Okay? What you are saying is that God is not fair to you and that what he has given you is too small. That was exactly the, 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 the experience with the man, with the rich man who was traveling and decided to give his servants talents. Okay, that talent can mean the same thing as gifts. Alright? Decided to give his servant gifts, seed for them to trade with, or capital, if you can call it capital, for them to what? To do business with those capital and produce a profit. Now, if you look deep down, in the life, in the, in the, in the, if you think about it deeply, the man that refused to trade with the gift he has is because of ingratitude. Amen? Why? It's because of what? Ingratitude. How do we know that? Because look at what the man said. He said what? He said, how can they give me one? He said, this man is a wicked man. How can he give me just one? So he went to live where he did not sow. He said, I will just go and hide it. <laughs> this man wants to make profit. And he, gave, he carried just one and one this thing and gave me. me. I will just go and hide it. And when he come, I will give it back to him. It is what? Because he is ungrateful is a sign of ingratitude. And that is why he had to hide what he has because he doesn't want the man to benefit. He doesn't want anybody around him to benefit. There are people like that today. You are ungrateful for the goodness of God in your life. And because you are ungrateful for those things that God has given you, 
The tendency is that you will lose that thing. And there could be other people still in your same class who has the same things that you have. But because they are grateful for what they have, what they have multiplies. Look at the man. Look at the talent. Let's, let's get the scripture. Let's get that Bible verse. Matthew 25, from verse 13 to 13, from verse 14 to 30. Alright, look at it. He said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servant and delivered his goods to them. The next verse. And to one he gave five talents. Somebody say five talents. To another, two. And to another, one. To each according to his own, what? Ability. And immediately, he went on a journey. Now, hold it there. Hold it there. If you check, the man did not give everybody the same thing. He said he gave everybody according to their ability. That means... What the talent you have right now, the things you have right now, it is according to what? Your ability. It's according to your capacity. So, if you want more, what do you do? You trade with what you have to increase your capacity. It's your ability to manage what you have that will produce a greater capacity in your life. Hallelujah. So some people are looking for handout. But God has already given you what to start with. How are you using what you have? What you have? And it is the lack of appreciation of what you have that makes you not to use it. Because you think that your brother or your sister, somebody out there has a better gift than you have. As a result, you hide what you have. And refused to use it. But what you were given was according to what? Your ability. Now, there is nothing that stops you from multiplying what you were given. But it's when you do not appreciate what you were given, you do not put it to work to multiply it. Amen. So every one of them were given what? Talent according to what? According to what? Their ability. So what you have right now is according to your ability. Whatever you are able to do right now is according to what? Your ability. Now the question is not about what you were given. The question is what have you done with what you were what? Were given. What are you doing with what you were given? Whatever you have. Is a good, is a gift given to you, is a talent given to you that is according to what? Your ability. The question now is, how am I using the abilities that God has given me? And the level of multiplication that will come in your life, the level of production, the level of multiplication that will come is based on how you use the abilities you were given. Amen. Your gift is according to what? Your ability. Your gift is according to your ability. Now the question is, 
how am I produce, reproducing the abilities that God has put inside me so that I can multiply it to increase my capacity. Matthew 25. Okay, it's coming up now. So the next verse, the next verse. Then he who had received the five talents went and what? Traded with them and made another five. So the principle of multiplication is trading. How you multiply the things in your life is by use. Anything you don't use remain the same way they are. Hallelujah. And likewise, he who had received two gained what? Two more also. So each of them multiplied what they had. The power of multiplication is not in fasting. The power of multiplication is not in prayer. Kata, 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 kata. No. The power of multiplication is in the use. Hallelujah. So there have been a lot of misconception. People spend time praying for multiplication. When what the principle in the Bible, and they ignore the principles in the scriptures. You see how? They ignore the principles in the scriptures. Listen, when Jesus was going to feed the 5,000, after Jesus prayed, did the five loaves and two fishes multiply? <laughs> if prayer was what multiplied, if we would just sit at home and begin to pray to multiply things, after Jesus prayed, he would have just seen the, the things multiply. How did it multiply? When they started to use it. Glory to God. It was when he said, Arrange the people. Put them in their ranks. And now begin to what? Begin to share it. Begin to distribute it. As they were distributing it, they found out that it was multiplying. It was growing. It was becoming more. So the principle of multiplication is what? Is trading. Is being engaged. Is don't give up. Keep trading. Put it to work. Put it to work. Somebody say put it to work. Somebody say manage it. Your ability to manage the giftings that God has given you will result to multiplication. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? Eh? Look at the last one. He said, but he who had received one went and did what? And hid his Lord's money. Now, the one that had two would have done the same thing now. Imagine they gave somebody five. And then they gave somebody two. So, they, I didn't, they didn't even give him three. They gave him two. That means, they, the person that had five had three more than him. Hmm? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the person that had five had Three more than the person that had two. So the person that had two was even more justified to say, this is cheating. <laughs> Amen? 
Now, God is not interested in how much talent you have. What God is interested in how you were able to use the talent that you have. So what does this teach us? You see, this is the base of gratitude. This is the base. This is the key. We're talking about the keys of gratitude, right? This is the key. Don't look at what others have. Hallelujah. The moment you begin to look at what others have, what happens? You will lose your flair of gratitude. You will begin to think that you have less. But every one of us has something. God has distributed things to us. As you were given birth to, there is a gifting that God has given you. Amen? You have something to be grateful for. This year, God has blessed us so many. So many of us have testimonies in different shades. But why are you not rejoicing over your testimony? Why? Because you think that other people's testimony is bigger than your own. That's why you're not happy. That's why you're not rejoicing. Because you think that other people's testimony is bigger. So God is not interested in the other person's testimony. God is interested in your own. The one he gave you. Are you rejoicing over it? Are you appreciative of it? Praise God. Praise God. He said, look at it. But the one that received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lost money. The next verse. The next verse. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came back and settled account with them. God is going to settle account with you. Will your own account, will it have multiplied or will it have remained the same? Because of ingratitude. Now look at it. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered me. You delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. The next verse. Oh. <laughs> so he said, You have received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. Verse 21. His Lord said to him, Well done. Amen. Look at what his Lord said to him. He said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what it means is that the man that had five and multiplied it added another five, which made it ten. The Lord is saying, because you are faithful with this little, I'm going to give you more. So the the way to receive more is to be faithful with the little. When you are faithful with the little, the hand of God comes upon that thing you are faithful with and it will blow. Somebody is about to blow in 2022. Are you listening to me? I feel like preaching this night. I said somebody is about to blow in 2022. You will blow. Hallelujah. But you see what? Your blowing is dependent on how you have used the talents that you were given. So how have you used the talents you were given? Glory to God. I gained five more. Can you say that? Amen. 
So what have you gained with the talent God has given you? Amen. Okay, the next verse now. The next verse now. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. Amen. The next verse. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy. You see, so it's not dependent on the person that had more. It's about how faithful you are with what you have. It's the same blessing that was given to the five person. It's the same blessing that was also given to what? To the one with the two. It's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. The next. Then he who had received one. Now pay attention everybody. Pay attention to this. Now. See, this is the ingratitude man. <laughs> the ungrateful man. Look at what he said. He who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. You know, that is what a lot of people say to God. Anytime you don't use the talent that God gave you, anytime you are not grateful for what God has given you, what are you telling God? You are telling God you are a hard man. Some other translations say you are a wicked man. That's what he's telling his master. Some people are telling God, God, you are wicked. How can you give me just this small thing? Eh? This small thing. Look at look at HK. Look at Magdalene. Look at Choma. What hmm? the You blessed her so much. And look at me. This is the only thing you give me. God, I'm not happy with you. I'm not serving you again. <laughs> Praise God. You know people say that. So the question is, why are you looking at Njideka's own? Why are you looking at uh, AGK's own and, uh, and, uh, and Femi's own? Whatever God has blessed you with, rejoice over it. Somebody say rejoice. Rejoice over that gift that God has given you. Hallelujah. There is something in your life for you to rejoice over. Praise God. And then look at it. He said, I know you are a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown. Can you imagine? That's how some people talk to God. And gathering where you have not scattered seed. The next verse. The next verse. And I was afraid. Another thing that makes people ungrateful is fear. Amen. They are afraid. Why are you afraid of giving thanks? Why are you afraid of appreciating what you have? And went and hit your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. <laughs> Come and take your talent. Oh. How can you give me one talent? You are a wicked man. Take it, take it. The way you gave it to me, I package it and I'm giving it back to you. No. No, no. And look at what the master said to him. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. Somebody say lazy servant. 
you will not be lazy in Jesus' name. Ingratitude is a sign of laziness. It's lazy people that are ungrateful. You know why? You know why? Because they don't appreciate what God has given to them. You wicked and lazy You knew that I reap where I have not sown. And gather where I have not scattered seed. The next verse. 27 now. He says, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. He said, even if you, even if you, you said I'm wicked and I gave why not even invest it into something? Why not do something? Do something. So take the talent from him and give it to him who had ten talents. The next verse now. The next verse now. This is the key. This is the key. For everyone who has more will be what? Everyone who acknowledges that he has. Everyone who is grateful for what they have. Everyone who rejoices over what they have. Everyone who is happy over what God has given them. The Bible said more will be what? Given to them. This is the Bible. So what is the key to multiplication? Rejoicing. Rejoicing over what you have. Rejoicing over what you have. Rejoicing over what you have. And putting it to work. Glory to God. Rejoicing over what you have. Look at what he said. He said, therefore take from him and give it to him who has ten. For to everyone who has, more will be what? Given to them. So any one of you that is saying, I don't have, I don't have. What you are saying is that God should take away what you have. The Bible says, even what you have will be what? Will be taken away. But from him who does not have, that's what the Bible says now. He said, for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be what? Taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What it means is that ungrateful people experience weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ungrateful people experience what? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Why? Because because they are ungrateful. Even the things they have will be taken away from them and given. That is what we call wealth transfer. When you refuse to acknowledge God, even the wealth that you have labored, the wealth that you have, that you refuse to recognize, that you refuse to be happy about, the Bible said you will lose it to the person who is happy. You will lose it to the person who is grateful. You will lose it to the person who is Acknowledging God for what God has given them. Praise God. So, what is the key to multiplication? Put it to work. Trade with what you have. Use the gifting that God has given you. Be happy. Be grateful. Amen. Stop looking around you for people who have more than you. It's a recipe for what? Ingratitude. Anytime you start comparing yourself 
with people who has more and people who have less. You are what? The Bible said, you are foolish. It's a day that compare themselves with themselves are what? Are foolish. It's foolishness. And that is the major reason today why a lot of people are ungrateful. Because they have refused to acknowledge what God has given them. Rather, they are looking at what others have as more than what they already have. You know, there is this thing in Christianity. That's why the Bible says, Godliness with what? With contentment is great gain. There is a wave in Christianity that came where people are seeking after things. It's about the quest. When I gave my life to Christ, materialism was not the order of the day. Christians were not materialistic. Christians had contentment. They are happy with what God has given them. And then Christians were, Christians were the most joyous people, were the most happy people around. If you want to see people who are happy, they are Christians. In those days. Why? Irrespective of what they have, they were happy with whatever they had. Amen? Amen? But is that the same thing today? A lot of Christians are not happy. Why? Because they are ungrateful. They don't have contentment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no what? There is no contentment. And majority of the reason is the way that, you know, the focus has been on prosperity. Even from the pulpit. The focus has been, you know, chasing after the sin. I'm believing God for a car. I'm believing God for a house. I'm believing God for what now? What is the next sin? I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for this. So, there is that discontentment. The seed of discontentment that have been sown in the heart of people. So, every day people are chasing after things. And when they cannot get this, what happened? Eh? They are, they, they are unhappy. So, a lot of people who are chasing happiness end up being unhappy. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? A lot of people who are chasing happiness end up being unhappy. Why? Because they don't have contentment with what they have. See, Happiness is the key to happiness is contentment. The key to happiness is when you wake up in the morning, you are grateful for what you have. You are grateful for what God has given you. But if you believe that until you have a car, that's when your happiness will come. And then you are chasing after a car. If you don't get that car, what happens? Your happiness will not come. Is that not true? If you believe that, oh, until I get married, if I don't get married this year, the only thing that God will do, oh God, God, do it for me. Do it for me, Lord, this year. I will get married this year. I will get married this year. You pray it, you fast it, you declare it, you confess it, you write Amen. So you write it, you declare it, you paste it on the walls, paste it everywhere. 
And every day, when you wake up in the morning, you confess. When you wake up in the morning, you confess it. What happened is that these things put you on the edge. And that is why we need to rethink this whole faith thing. We need to rethink it. Is it really solving the need of the people? Or is it putting people... When I mean faith is faith is faith. It's just the way it's been taught wrongly. It has put a lot of believers on the edge. That people are no longer satisfied with where they are. They're no longer satisfied with what God is doing. The level God is taking them. So they want more. Now because they want more. Their happiness. They are not happy. They are chasing after things. They are chasing after things. And if those things don't come. As they expected it to come. What happened? Their happiness is what? Is affected. They are disgruntled. And then oh, that's what we call. That's when people now have what? Shipwreck of their faith. When you give God timeline. You say God. By December. 2022, I will have this. You have not even asked God, is it in line with your will? But this is what you want. So it's about enforcing your own desire in what God wants. And the truth is that the more you do that, you put yourself in a place, okay, of insatiable. You are not satisfied. There is no contentment in your heart. But that was not Paul. That was not the kind of gospel that Paul preached. Paul said, I have learned to what? To abound. I have more. When I have more, I have also learned that sometimes I have less. And at every time, one thing is constant. I am always what? Happy. I am always contented. But can believers say that today? Can you say that as a Christian? That when you have less, you are the same. Your, 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 your countenance does not change. When you have more, your countenance does not change. Amen. Amen. So some people in chase for happiness end up not being happy. Because the things they are chasing after, they don't get it. And they, are, and they have tied their happiness to those things. And as a result, they spend their lives in agony. They spend their lives in bitterness. Angry. Complaining. Unhappy. Why? Because they are chasing after something that hasn't come. Godliness with contentment is what? Is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great. So what are you to be thankful for? Every day you wake up, thank God for the relationships that God has given you. You have a wife, you have a, you have a husband, you have your children, you have friends, you have mother, father, people around you. Be grateful. When you wake up in the morning, stop looking at the things you don't have. Look at the things you have. Hallelujah. 
the problem with this whole prosperity thing is that people are after what they don't have. It's always about what you need to get more. It's always about the things you need to add. What about the things you have? You are already a blessed person. I said every child of God is already what? You are already blessed. You have Jesus. You are blessed. Can we pay attention to the things we have? And stop focusing on the things we don't have. Glory to God. Anytime you begin to pay attention to the things you already have, you will find out that your countenance will change. You will become more happy. You are smiling because you are satisfied. But the moment you begin to pay attention to what you don't have, suddenly, sadness. Your countenance drops. Sadness takes over you. Now, what is the balance now? Some people will say, eh, Pastor, are you saying we should not desire things? Pastor, are you saying we should not put our faith out there for, for things? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that let God, let God rule your life. And when, when you have things you desire and you want God to do, do what? The Bible says, make your supplications known unto God with what? With thanks, what? Given. That kind of supplication is not a supplication of complaint. It's a supplication that you trust God, that God has the, your best interest at heart, and that God is going to do that thing you trust Him for. That's the kind of supplication. That God is able to do that thing you are believing Him for. And then you relax. You enter into rest. That's what we call entering into rest. That was, that's another message on his own. You enter into rest over the things you are believing God for. And then you don't, you don't carry them on your head. You don't wake up in the morning and you are crying over it. You don't wake up in the morning and you are complaining that it hasn't come. What do you do? You rejoice because you know that God in his own time. Somebody say in his own time. You cannot even force the hand of God. Some people think that they can fast and pray and turn the hand of God to do things for them. No, you can't. Amen? You can't. What you need to ask God is, what do I need to align? What is the wisdom I need? And when you ask God, how do I need to align? When you pray, God directs you to the alignment you need to do that will bring you to enter into your inheritance. And entering into inheritance is entering into rest. Praise God. When you enter into rest, what you are saying is that God is able to do at his own time. Amen? Amen? That's what you're saying, that God is able to do. God is able to solve this problem in his own time. Now, does that mean you should not take the actions that you need to take? No, that's not what we're saying. Are you getting it now? If there are actions you need to take, take them with gratitude in your heart. If there are things you need to do, if there are things you need to learn, learn them with gratitude. But don't carry, don't, don't, don't carry, you know, don't be ungrateful. Hallelujah. Be able to differentiate the things you need to work on and the things you cannot change. Accept them. If there are things you cannot change, what do you do? You accept them. The things you can change, you change them. Because those things you can change are within your area of influence, within your ability to make those changes. You make those changes. 
And then the other things, what do you do? You give glory to God. Because God has the best interest at heart. So what, what are we saying this evening? How many of you are getting blessed? How many of you are really being blessed? Amen. So what, what do you do? Be grateful to God. Be grateful. Let gratitude fill your heart. Stop looking at what others have. Stop looking at what you don't have. Look at what you have. There is so much you already have to be grateful for. I've got so much to thank God for. Many wonderful blessings. And so many open doors. A brown new message. I've forgotten the lyrics of that song. <laughs> Amen. Be grateful. Praise God. Be grateful. Be grateful. Don't let materialism take over you. Don't let the quest for things take over you. You know, I shared with us one time, you know, we live in a, there was a time where we were living, when we came to Lekki, Shongote, uh, Donili, and then, you know, we had so many needs, so many things, and most times we were always angry, always quarreling, always, you know, you know, when are we going to get this? When are we going to get this? We need this in our house. When are we going to get all these things? And then most times when we drive out from the house, just beside our gate is an uncompleted building. And there was this gate man and his wife in that building. And each time we see them, they have, I think, about three children or four children. Each time we come out, they are so happy. Them and their children are playing and are happy. The children just wearing only pants and running everywhere. The, the woman comes out with whatever she's wearing. The man is there with his boxers and they are happy. Hallelujah. But when I looked at them, I said, ah, look at these people. They don't have so much. And God used them to speak to me. You know, when you pay attention, God will use everything to talk to you. And the Holy Ghost began to tell me. He said, look at these people. They don't have so much. And they are happy. That they would even dream. Their greatest dream is to be like you. And they are happy. And look at you. Where you are, you are not happy. I remember that day I was driving alone in, in the car. And when I looked at it, I stopped. And I started saying, God have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my ingratitude. We need to be grateful for what we have. We need to be grateful for where God has brought us. We need to be grateful for where we are. It's not about the things we're asking for. It's not about the things. Listen, let me tell you. You can never be satisfied. There, are, there will always be something you are looking for. I can tell you that for free. We've been through it. I and my family will be through The moment you get one thing, there is another thing to look for. It never ends. Every one of you, tell me, what is that thing now that you are asking for? What is that thing that you think that when you get it now, you will be happy? See, I give it to you now. I give you the next one month. There is more. You discover there is another one. How many of you have bought some clothes and you feel that this is the 
Ejechogu. The latest of the latest. And then you knock it and go to a party. When you get to the party, you see somebody with another, <laughs> with uh, maybe the one you bought was 20, 2020. And then you get to the party, you see somebody with 2022. <laughs> and immediately you say, now, nah, now, nah, wow, this was self now, 2020. I need 2022. And that's why you see a lot of people, people change phone. Every day they are going to swap. They are going to swap the latest version. I use this one. I need, I need uh, iPhone, iPhone what now? iPhone 13. The, the one they have is iPhone 12. They want 13. And then the next day, one fourteen come out. They run! And they take, you need to add money. Every day they are adding money to get the iPhone, the next latest iPhone. And you look at the two iPhones, the difference may just be that this one had, they don't add one thing. And that's how some people live their life. Godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. We're going to ask questions now. Amen. So can somebody tell me what is the key to gratitude? What is the key to gratitude? Hmm? Contentment. Good. Contentment. That's the key. Because see, until you are contented. Hallelujah. Until you are contented. Until you are happy with where you are. Until you are happy with what you have. Until you are happy with where God has placed you. You would always be sad. All your life. And you know we balanced it. We said... Being happy with where you are does not mean that you are not believing God for the next thing. Is that okay? Does not mean that you don't desire the next. But you are happy with what you have. And you trust God. You see, the difference is a, is a very thin line. It's a very thin line. But the difference between somebody who is ungrateful and someone who is grateful with the issue of contentment, is that the person who is grateful is not complaining. The person who is grateful is not worried about that next thing. The person who is grateful has entered into rest. You can see it in their life that they are not, you cannot see that anxiety, you cannot see that bitterness, that anger, that, you know, you don't see them, they are excited about where they are. They are happy about where they are. And they trust God for the next level. But you see, the difference now is that the person who is ungrateful is always complaining, is always worried, is always unhappy, is always bitter. Because what he's believing God for hasn't come. Amen. That's how the Bible said, make your request known with what? With thanksgiving. Let your request be wrapped in thanksgiving. Let it be about thanksgiving. If there's something you are believing God for tonight, let thanksgiving proceed. Whatever request you are asking God for. 
Spend more time and give Him praise. Spend more time and thank Him. Spend more time and just worry. Instead of worrying about it. Instead of troubling your heart about it. Instead of letting it steal your joy. Instead of letting it sap your energy. Rejoice. But it's a challenge for us. That you can decide. You can decide. No matter what you're going through. No matter what is happening. The decision of happiness is in your hands. You can decide to rejoice. Irrespective of the circumstances. Irrespective of what is going on in your life. You can decide to rejoice. Rejoicing does not mean that you've given up. Rejoicing does not mean that you are that you are, uh, you, are, you are satisfied with where you are or what you don't. Rejoicing does not mean you will not, you will not work hard. Rejoicing does not mean you will not take steps to multiply. Like we said here, you saw it in the story we, we read here, everyone that got multiplication traded. Rejoicing does not mean you will not do what you are supposed to do. But what rejoicing is about is that you are grateful to God. Because it would have been worse. Amen. You are grateful to God. Because it would have been worse. Stop comparing yourself with another person. Rejoice. God got your back. It will turn out in your favor. Are you listening to me? I say it will turn out in your favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever you are trusting God for. Is coming to you. But one thing you must do is to rejoice. Be grateful. Thank Him for where you are currently. Lord, I give you praise for where I am currently. I know that you are working things out in my favor. And I'm not worried about what is going on. I'm not worried about the next thing tomorrow. What I do is that I rejoice for now. I rejoice for where I am right now. I rejoice for what you have given me right now. I rejoice that I'm alive in the land of the living. I can breathe. Let me tell you, the greatest asset you have is that you can breathe. If, if your breath is gone, what is the card that you are believing God for about? So many people today, they have cars, but they are gone. Can you reduce that, please? So many people today, they have cars, but they are gone. They are not alive. So which one do you prefer? Alive or with wealth? Even the people that they try to bury them with the wealth. In the night, what happened? Our robbers go and what? And, and steal it. You are gone, you are gone. You can never be in this life again. You know, I used to say something. I said, look, this is all the life I have. That's why please don't suffer yourself. Don't be doing so ahead. Some of you are fasting. You will be fasting, fasting, fasting 40 days. 360 days. Why are you fasting? You are fasting for power. Uboy Ito. Please balance it. This power, power you are asking for. If they give you the power, what are you going to use it for? Please balance your life. This is the only life you have. Eh? Anything you miss here, you don't go. For heaven, they know they do all those ones. You don't feature for heaven. Mama Akbu. 
But then fast when you need to fast. Hallelujah. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not against fasting. I fast. So could I finish 21 days? I fast. I pray. But what I'm saying in essence is let your life here count. Make the best of it. Hallelujah. Don't spend all your life in anger, in bitterness, in sorrow. Make the best of your life. Let every day count. Rejoice. Be happy about every day. Hallelujah. And one other thing is what? Don't hold things against people. One of the things that drives people up again is when you have bitterness and animosity against other people. You see, the person that offended you that you are holding against, you are holding something against, the person has even... You, you see, it, when you, bitterness is like when you drink poison and you expect the next person to die. When you drink poison, who will die? That's what bitterness is. When you are holding things against people, it's like you are taking poison because... Let me tell you why it's poison. Because that your anger is destroying you. It's not destroying that person. If you are angry, eh? if you are angry, and you are vexing, you are bitter, who, is, who, who are you hurting? Eh? If your bitterness affecting the person, your anger, your bitterness, is only affecting you. Hallelujah. Your anger, your bitterness is only affecting you. It's your own body, your system that is drying up. The sickness that you will get when you are bitter, who is it going to affect? Is it the person you are bitter about? No. That person's body is healthy, is intact. Whose body is being destroyed? Your body. So, it's like taking poison and then you expect the other person to die. And you are the one drinking the poison. You are drinking the poison. You will die today. You will die today. And you are drinking the poison. You say you, Ekene, you will die. But you are the one that is drinking the poison. Give him the poison. Let him, let him drink. Let me tell you how to give him the poison to drink. Rejoice. Hallelujah. When the person sees that you are rejoicing irrespective of what is going on, what happened? The person will say, oh boy. Amen. Amen. So these are principles we need to follow. Principles we need to learn that will change everything for us. Remove bitterness. It will not take you anywhere. And let me tell you, you see, our life here is what? It's only but for a moment. If you are going to live here, high years, you live what? 100, maybe 100 years. If God gives you so much long life, maybe 120. Amen? But it can't be compared to eternity. Is that true? Eternity is forever. So you are living here, you are living later, you live 100, 100. So 
How do you live these years you are here? You are here. Live it in joy. Amen. So rejoice. Be happy with what you have already. It's lack of contentment that made the man with one talent to go and hide it. Because he was angry. Now why would they give him one? Whatever you have. The key to gratitude is to be contented with it. And rejoice over it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The key to contentment is not seeking more. Sorry, the key to gratitude is not seeking more. Some people think it's when I have more, that's when I will be happy. You will never be happy. If everything you think is when you have more, that's when you'll be happy. You will, you will discover that even after you've had all those things. Now, what I'm telling you is practical from my own life. Why not be excited about this life that you have? Are you going to spend majority of your life Complaining? Are you going to spend majority of your life worried about what you don't have? What about what you have? Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what God has done. Hallelujah. Amen. Any questions? Any questions before we pray? I would like us to spend time praying. Any questions? Yes, sir. Yes, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you say that uh, being as in multiplying, as if you want to multiply what you have is by mm-hmm. trading. Yes. Then me, I have a problem personally. Okay. Then about that aspect, my problem is fear. Okay. So there's something I wanted to do. I have made verification about that. But I'm still wondering how this thing, if I start this thing now, and I'm thinking, since when I I wanted to start this thing, I'm still thinking up till now. I don't even know how would this thing come out, and the money I have, I will eat from there. I'm still, that is confusion for my answer. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. See. Let me tell you. Life is about risk. Are you hearing me? You cannot go... See, us starting this church was a risk. Are you hearing me? When we had God, we didn't have any money. So starting, we were not even sure whether people were going to come. But the only confidence we have is that we had God. Fear came, you know. Fear was there. But you see, faith is when you do what God told you, irrespective of the fear. Even with the fear there. So the first place to start is for you to pray and ask God, is this what you want me to do? As a believer. Are you hearing me now? That's the first place. Ask God, is this what you want me to do? And when you pray and have that peace in your mind that this thing is what God wants. You see, because of fear, a lot of people have remained poor. And let me tell you, 
if you don't take that bold step, if you don't take that bold step to enter into that thing, you can never become anything in life. Are you hearing me? You will still remain because you see, fear makes you want to stay in the comfort, in your comfort in your comfort zone. Fear wants you to stay, you know, where you're not going to be trouble. You see, but the people that make wealth, the people that get wealth are the people that take bold steps. Do you understand me? But again, you don't just take bold step without calculate. There's what you call calculative risk. So when you're taking a risk, you need to do what? Analyze your risk. Analyze it very well. Calculate it and properly plan it. Because faith will not plan that one for you. First of all, like I said, seek God. Find out if this is what God wants you to do. Then the next step is for you to now plan. And analyze everything. Put it together. Look at the risk. What is the risk? Ask people who have been in that business. How do you, how much do you make in a day? What is your profit? Look at that area. Make sure it's the area, you, uh, the, the location you want to start the business is a location that the business will flourish. Analyze all those things. When you analyze all those things and you are prayed about it and you have had peace in your mind, take a step and enter into it. Don't wait. Because if you enter into it, it's only when you enter into it that you can get the results, that you can get breakthrough. If not, you will never get breakthrough. It's easy to just take what is comfortable and don't take a risk. But you see, the, the, the success is in the risk. But first of all, you need to pray, ask God, find out if this is what God wants you to do, and then make your findings. Get all the details. That's why, you know, in the secular world, we have business plan, right? You do a business plan. The reason why you do a business plan is that so that you would know whether the, you get all the, the, uh, the details. Well, if you do feasibility studies, you get all the details about the business to make sure that before you now carry your money and go and put it in that business, because a lot of people have started some businesses and they have the businesses have collapsed and they have lost their money. I know what I'm saying. There even around here, there are a lot of people that go and every day I, I do those analysis with my wife. There are a lot of people that go and start up a shop. You go and rent a shop of 1.5 million and you are selling. Uh, 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 phone accessories. How much is the profit in phone accessories? How many phone accessories will you sell? Now, if you okay, let's even assume that let's say your rent, just for calculation's sake, let's say your rent is one point two million. That what it means is that every month you are supposed to save hundred thousand naira for your rent every month. That means every month your rent is hundred thousand. Is that true? That's what it means. Every month your rent is 100,000. Now, how can you pay 1.2 million for a place and every month you are not making a profit? We're not talking about uh, your total sales. So. Every month you should be able to make 100,000 other profits. That means, let's say you, you have to sell at least about maybe 700,000. 
And then 600,000 is what you use for the running of the place, the cost of the materials you are buying and everything. Then you must have at least a 100,000 naira profit and more. At least your profit should be about 200,000 so that you can carry 100,000 naira and save for your rent. If you are doing a business and you are not making the money for, for your rent and more than your rent, it's a bad business. And that is why before you enter into any business, first of all, do what? Do your calculation very well. If it's not making sense, please don't enter. There are some businesses that are already everywhere, they are populated everywhere, that you cannot make that kind of money. So you need to do your calculation very well. Do your feasibility, do your plan very well. A lot of people don't do The Bible says any man that wants to do, build a house will first of all do what? Eh? Count the cost. It's in the Bible. But faith people, faith people will tell you, believe God. Believe God. And the Bible says if you want to build a house, you do what? Count the cost. Can't you see there's something? That means somebody is wrong somewhere. A first person will tell you, just believe God now. Why are you limiting God? Your God is a big God. You are limiting God. Believe God and just enter. But, the, inside the Bible, the Bible says, he that wants to build the house will count the cost. So why are you not counting the cost? Why are you not doing your planning? That means your believing God should be based on after you have done your planning. Why, why are you having faith? You are having faith because after you have done your planning, even with your planning, things can go wrong. So your faith is that, Lord, I have done all my planning. I have done, I have done all the calculation. I am trusting you that this calculation I have done, based on what I have done, it will go well. Is that not true? That's your faith. But if you don't have anything at all, no planning, nothing, nothing, and you go and enter in faith, you will crash, oh. You will crash big time. And don't blame God. Because you did not follow the principle of the scriptures. The principle of the scriptures, you should count the cost. The principle of the scriptures, you should look at it very well before you get in. Hallelujah. That's why a lot of people start so many things and they abandon the project. Why? Because they did not count the cost before they start. There is a cost for everything. You must look at it very well before you jump in. So that you will not abandon it on the way. Praise God. Alright, any more question? Is it clear? You get it? Any more question? Alright? If there is none, can we stand up and as we begin to pray, and begin to ask God for the heart of gratitude. Say, God, give me contentment. I rejoice over what I have. I want you to take your time can we stand up, everybody, please? Can we stand up? I want you to take your time and begin to count your blessings. Count your blessings. Name them. Call them by name. And be grateful to God this evening. If there are things you know that God has done for you, begin to mention those things. And begin to be grateful. Say, Lord, I am grateful. Lord, I thank you for your provision, for your protection, for your healing. Name those things and appreciate God. Appreciate God. Be grateful for what you have. Not what you don't have. Not what you are expecting. Not what you are believing God for. No. We are not talking about the things you are believing God for. 
We are talking about what God has already given you. There are things God has already given you right now. There are things you already have in your hands right now. There are things, there are blessings that God has already given you right now. Can you appreciate Him for them? Open your mouth and give God praise. Open your mouth. Let heaven hear you. Let heaven hear you. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I am grateful. I am grateful. For your provision, I am grateful. For your provision, I am grateful. Rejoice and thank Him. Thank Him. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the worship. You deserve the worship. You deserve the praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, great I am that I am. Thank you, King of glory. All the glory belongs to you. We worship you, Abba. We worship you, King of kings. We worship you, Lord of lords. You deserve our worship. You deserve our praise. Thank you for the blessings we already have. Thank you for the blessings we already have. Around us is all blessings. You have led us throughout this year, 2021. You have healed us when we were sick. You have preserved our children. Our children, when they had, when, when they played, Lord, they did not injure to the extent that they were, they, they were permanently damaged. Even when they had injuries, Lord, you healed them. Even when we were sick this year, Lord, you healed us. When we went through trials, when we went through situations that it felt like things were going to go bad, Lord, you turned it around for our good. Thank you for all the travels we traveled this year. Lord, you protected us. We went out, we came back safely. Even as we drove around Lagos, we went from place to place doing our business. Your hand of protection was on us. You did not let us get into the hands, the wrong hands. As we even entered Uber, we entered boats, we went around. Lord, there were so many cases of kidnapping. There were so many cases of incidents. But Lord, you protected us. You preserved us. We give you praise. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your blessings. That every day we have food to eat. We did not go to sleep without food. We give you glory. Thank you for providing the meals that we eat. Thank you for providing for us, Lord. Lord, we were able to pay our children's school fees. Lord, we give you glory. We were able to, 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 to take care of our children. We were able to pay our, our fees. We were able to, 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 to provide for, for, for our loved ones. Lord, we give you glory. It is your making. It is your goodness. And we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. Just lift up your voice and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. You deserve all the worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful. 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 We are contented with what you have given us. We rejoice over the things we already have. We rejoice over the things you have provided for us. We rejoice over the things you have given us already. Oh, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Give him glory. Give him glory. Father, we glorify you. You, we, you deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise. Oh, Malikata Yakata. Ezebre de Kedebolo de Bosata. Ezebokopolika Papa Papa Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a blessed year. What a wonderful year. 2021. 
was a super year and God will give you praise. Thank you because it's your mercy that has brought us this all this goodness. Thank you because it's your mercy that preserved us. Coronavirus was everywhere. Lord, you protected us. Even when we fell sick, Lord, you protected us. Lord, we were not counted among the numbers that died this year. We were not counted among the numbers that died this year. Some of the things that have happened to us, just even little, not up to those things happened to some people, and they were no more. But Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Just worship him and say, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For you have done for us. Hallelujah. We are grateful. Oh, oh, for all you have done for us. For all you have done for us. Hey, hallelujah, we are grateful, oh Lord. Father, we thank you. As a church, we come and say thank you. Thank you for Christ Life Believer Center. See how far you've brought us. See how far you've kept us. This church has prospered. This church has progressed. We were not in the same place we were last year. Last year we didn't have a roof over our head. This today we have a roof over our head. We are giving you glory. We are giving you praise for everything you've done. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou glorified. Our heart is full of thanksgiving. For where you have brought us, we rejoice. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you.